0: We're back, baby! Welcome back to the Axe and Iron Podcast. I am Chris from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host Roy Scott from Vintage Axeworks. Heyo! We are not joined by a guest today because we are going to do a little quickie episode just to catch you guys up on what we've been doing. We have a ton of guests lined up. Um, we're just, uh, we had a little, I took a little hiatus, I took a little break, I took a little time away from the shop. Uh, yeah. In that time, my my dog passed away, and I just want to say thank you, thank you to the literal hundreds of people that sent me messages about my dog. Uh it was a rough go. I'm through it, though. I'm out the other side. My dog's passed on, and I'm back in the shop. And thank you, everybody, for uh, sending me your well wishes. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's rough, much, man. Um, it's rough.
1: So uh, I lost Hank. So um, that's where my knuckle tattoos come from. So it's dual meaning. Uh, I, named I got dog. Da- I named my dog Hank after Hank Williams Senior, uh, and I had Hank for nearly 14 years. And whenever he passed away, oh my god, I was like a schoolgirl. It was yeah, awful. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially for us guys that don't have kids, I mean, like yep. our, our pets are our freaking family, So um, yeah. I'm glad, glad you're getting through it. It's rough, and uh, I'm glad to see you're back out in the shop. And looks like yeah. you got another hammer going on. What's up with that?
0: Yeah, I bought a hammer from Aaron Sergal, uh, which is a blacksmith machine dude aficionado. Everybody in the blacksmith world knows who Aaron Sergal is. He's a, uh, he's an excellent, uh, he's one of the top tool makers in the country as far as blacksmith tools goes. Hammers make, he makes very artful hammers. That's what he's known for. He's in the tool game pretty heavy. He has been for years. He's always dealing in power hammers and anvils and crazy stuff and he's a young dude and he hooked me up back in uh December he actually called me and told me he was getting rid of a few project hammers that he had Mm. which meant they would be a little cheaper than uh what they would be if they were complete so I've always wanted the um 100 pound little giant was right there in the sweet spot I've had the 50 pound for a couple years now i owned a 250 at one time that i wish i would have never got rid of but i just wasn't ready for it and i've got uh i've had the opportunity to run the 100 pounders before and they're like right in the middle where they just hit really they hit really hard the dies are large um everything's heavy heavier dutier than my heavier dutier yeah heavier (laughs) whatever but you're an idiot it's just a bigger upgrade than uh than what I have, and they're they're relatively hard to find in that size. Uh, they're just not as common as the twenty fives and the fifties. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Pretty pumped is, up. Is that just because
1: it's? I mean, everything on it's bigger, so having like a shop my size is probably not feasible just because of the sheer size of it. Or
0: no, it's not. It's not uh, footprint wise uh, and height wise. It's really not that uh, much larger. You're talking about maybe another eight inches longer and, uh, probably six inches wider. And it's probably about eight or 10 inches taller, but yeah, everything's just built up on it. So my 50 weighs 1800 pounds. This Mm -hmm. thing weighs 3,500 pounds. Oh shit. So it's almost double the size. Wait, is my math off? No. Yeah. It's almost double the size. It's not quite double the size, but yeah, you get the point. Everything's larger on it. Bigger, bigger hmm. dies, bigger flywheel, bigger drive wheel. Uh, so I, yeah. I know your shops, it's
1: got a dirt floor, but if someone yep. was doing that on a slab, do they need to like, are the requirements? Does it need to be have a thicker slab or?
0: Um, can't... Yeah, it should probably have thicker slab than a regular garage floor. I mean, hell thick for a garage now is like six inches, you know, everything. Yeah. So yeah, it should probably have a bigger foundation. My 50 has a two and a half foot uh, foundation under it. We're probably going to put a three foot foundation under the, uh, hundred pounder. Cause your, your foundation is just as important as the actual hammer. I mean, all that force is going down through the saddle block, down through the anvil, into the ground. And you just want to have as, as big of pad as you can, uh, as you can have that yeah. Yang one sixty-five that has a four and a half foot deep, uh, pad, Jeez. underneath of it yeah so it's got four and a half feet of concrete underneath of it so
1: did yeah, you see pr- that uh did you see that Hoffman was digging a pit in the shop
0: to- yeah I did yeah I think he's uh I think he's moving his nasel. yeah well he's yeah. digging
1: a big pit for it and yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: he looked so, yeah. I mean, he looked he looked tiny and that little oh, like he I know. was
0: peeking out of it. <laughs> that's that's a big hammer though. He's got a that's a big ass hammer, man. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, a yeah. That's, yeah. A, it's huge. that's a dream that's a dream hammer, honestly. Those are considered like the Cadillacs of Power Hammers. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're just sweet. Nazelles. uh I wanna say he's got a three B or a four B, which is a pretty large pretty large hammer in terms of uh in terms of power hammer go. But yeah, it's big. Whenever it's I was big. down there in, it's the, in big. the fall, he was doing some little
1: demo stuff and just a couple smacks or whatever. And it just yeah. shakes the entire fucking
0: floor. Just. Yeah. And he's cool. like,
1: oh, that's all I'm doing. I don't want to fuck anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they're not bolted down, which I don't think his is bolted down. I think it was just on a steel plate. Uh, yeah. They, they can they can sh- rock and roll quite, uh, quite a lot. But yeah. So yeah, we got that, uh, got that hammer in, I'm going to, uh, pretty much take the month and, uh, it needs, uh, it's about 60% there. So it needs Mm -hmm. a bunch of parts, which I ordered from the guys at little giant. And those guys are great. If you ever need parts for any of your little giant power hammers, the, uh, these guys get talked about a lot as far as their customer service and everything. And these guys were amazing. um, they're sending me a bunch of parts, uh, actually should be here the, this weekend, and hes I actually missed some stuff because I'm an idiot, and I wrote everything down and actually some stuff that I wrote down. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i it turns out he said he called me the day after I ordered the parts and said, I just realized that I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> and I was like no kidding so he started sending me Yeah, but I don't uh, I don't
1: pay any attention to your bullshit. No,
0: he, he started sending me. He said he said I realized once you posted the pictures about the 100 pounder, he said this is the guy I'm talking to on the phone. So then he started DMing me, which worked out great because then I had an easy way to communicate with him quickly. And mm-hmm. he DM me and I told him I need these gaskets that I forgot to order. He's like no problem, I'll get them in the mail tomorrow morning. Oh, that's like that, awesome. That easy, yeah. So he sent me email confirmation that he shipped my stuff today, and yeah, so parts are on the way. Uh, I got to get some machining done too. It's a cool. It's a cool project though, and it's like, it's like right up there in my top three hammers that I've always wanted to own. So this well, one, good. I, I believe I'm going to actually keep. Wow,
1: good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Good for yeah. you. So are are the parts are they affordable? Or are they like super yes. expensive?
0: Nope. Or, no. They're affordable, yeah. Uh, The only parts that they do not currently still make are the main frames, obviously. They're Mm -hmm. solid one-piece cast iron. The flywheels, they don't make anymore, which is the rotating part on the front. Um, And there's one other piece that I don't think they make anymore. But everything else on that hammer is 100%. uh, You can buy it today, just like as if you were...
1: Is that company in business solely just servicing all the hammers that are out there, or are they doing – what are they doing?
0: They have a kind of a split business where they own Little Giant and all the uh, rights to make all the parts, and they're also a full-time machine shop, So, which gives them ability to machine any parts that Anything. need to be machined. Yeah, for the hammers and stuff, and they're very well-equipped machine shop, and yeah, those guys are great. But yeah, everything's I, – I have – I'm going to have – in just maintenance parts, which is new bearings, pins, bushings, and all that stuff, I'm going to have 400 and uh, no, probably 520 bucks in everything. Wow! In parts, that, yeah, and that's that, so it'll have pretty much everything on it is going to be brand new. There isn't going to be a single old bushing, bearing, pin, bolt. Bearing. Dang. Yeah. So what about this, what about this
1: Babbitt shit that freaking Andrew and Eric are always talking about? Yeah. So that, it,
0: I don't, I've I don't been, fucking know what that is. I've been talking to both Aaron and Andrew and Greg from little giant and they've all been giving me tips. I've never actually poured it before. And, um, it's essentially like a lead. Uh, it, it, it's something, it, it has something else in it besides lead. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but, um, basically you pour it like lead and it acts as, uh, those were the original bearings. So Mm -hmm. before bearings were a thing, there was Babbitt and (laughs) shafts would ride on there. And basically what it was, was just a Mm, uh, shafts and Babbitt, shafts and Babbitt that would just, uh, the shaft would ride on the Babbitt as if it was a bearing, but you just fill the whole top of the frame up with Babbitt. And, um, there's a process to do it, which is pretty cool. And I'm going to learn how to do that on this one. Uh, So
1: does it need it on this one also?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, is that like, is
1: like, if if you get one of these hammers from, I don't know, that's been sitting for a while, just almost guaranteed that it needs Babbitt? Uh,
0: no, not really. It's, it's 50, 50. I mean, it depends on, so if you get one that's been sitting a long time, chances are it doesn't need the Babbitt because it it didn't really get, it didn't really get used. So like. If you find one that's been used every single day of its life, then, yeah, chances are it's probably going to need Babbitt. So one of my main things is uh, I want to get this 100-pounder going because I want to re-pour the Babbitt in my 50. My 50 needs it bad. Um, also, uh, what the hell else was I going to say? Shit. I just said, like, a br- I read a text message. It's like a jackass. I read a text message, and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Chris... <laughs>
1: You you know that you can only do one thing at a
0: time. You, <laughs> I'm a jacket. Dip shit. Oh, oh, I know exactly what I <laughs> was gonna say. So they have such detailed records at Little Giant. You can send them the serial number and they have the original sales tag at their fa- at their place. Wow. So which kicks ass, I got this power hammer and it had a little brass tag on the side right above the serial number. It said CCW Foundry. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool, but it didn't have a date or anything. It just said CCW Foundry, which is, sometime ati- along its life, it had been at a foundry. Mm-hmm. Well, I called Little Giant, and he gave. I sent my serial number into him, and he sent me back the original tag. It went to a foundry very close to uh, where Little Giant was, and it was the largest foundry in the United States in 1947 they bought this hammer brand new. Dang. Um and it was the largest foundry in the United States that manufactured car parts. Camshafts, hmm. crankshafts, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty that, cool. No, that is cool. I, and it, then it, the I can't believe they have all the freaking records. Yeah, they have awesome. everything. So they even have down to the guy who bought it, like who signed for it. Uh, the year, the date, the day, the month, everything. And,
1: uh, so the guy I was that's like, like freaking Johnny yeah.
0: dipshit on the back yeah. dock. He's yep. <laughs> yeah. And then I had my, um, my other little giant, my 50 pounder, I was thinking was in the somewhere around the thirties. Mm-hmm. Well, I sent him that model number and I'm trying to pull it up on my phone real quick so I can read it to you because it's, it is quite interesting when I read it. But that model number wasn't actually – it was actually a 1911. Holy hell. Yeah. So it was way older than I thought it was. It was bought on January 30th of 1911 by Ed Zeichel in Fulton, South Dakota. Old Eddie. Yeah, old Eddie. (laughs) Old, old Mr. Zeichel. But uh, my buddy Aaron, who uh, I bought the hammer from, the 50-pound the little giant, he's, a, he's another Aaron. That's that's weird. I just thought about that both of those hammers in my shop were bought off guys named Aaron. Aaron's Don't read a good anything. guy. Aaron's a good guy. But anyway, so he bought his farm uh, brand new, and that <laughs> ... Is that Joey? <laughs> yes, it's Joey. Hang on. <laughs> yep. So that fifty pound little giant was laying face down in his uh, milking barn. When he bought his farm, that power hammer, the original uh, fifty pound little giant, was laying face down in the mud and the dirt and the grime and the junk. And uh, yep, yeah, he ran it for a couple of years, and now I have it. So pretty interesting. So it got all the way from South Dakota. From Fulton, South Dakota, from Mr. Eddie there. And uh, in 1911, who knows? That's as far as it goes. Like, you, you don't know if that guy right. was a blacksmith. You don't know what he was doing with it. But, um, and then it made it all the way to Maryland, which is quite interesting. So,
1: this 100 pound, this dude, Aaron, is, was he fairly close to you or had to drive forever away? or Oh, he's just uh,
0: tractor trailer. He just uh, delivered it. He delivers. Uh-huh. Uh, Or not. He didn't deliver it. He got it delivered through a a, a shipping company. So yeah, and shipping was like just to give people an idea. People always think big shit is expensive to move. Well, this thing weighs, uh, I think fully assembled, it's right around thirty five hundred pounds, and it was six hundred bucks. So that that doesn't seem terrible. No, and palletized, saran wrapped, uh, cable tied down, strapped, all ready to go. Yeah, it was like coming from where? It came from Milwaukee. Okay Milwaukee Wisconsin. so good little haul yeah, not a, it was better than me driving the, it made more sense so. so
1: not to change gears or anything but oh, no, I' shi- i'm I'm in a fucking shipping nightmare right now.
0: oh uh, um, what happened so
1: this is kind of a long story, but it, i'm I'm just fucking amazed at what has happened this past month yeah and okay, so. I don't know if you remember this axe or not that I did. It was a big double bit Collins and I had painted the, the stamp blue and it was on a like a short handle. And you're like, I want to fucking throw that thing. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one went to. That's what to, I say about every axe. though? So. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but, so <laughs> that one, that one I, I put it in my little crate. I shipped it to Australia. OK. Yeah, I remember that. I remember <clears throat> you telling me that. Yeah. The dude has not gotten it yet. OK. Uh huh. And since then, listen to this fucking list, all right? All right. He, he ordered two Black Ravens. He ordered a Collins Hudson Bay. He ordered a, uh, a King Cutter Hatchet. And then just this weekend, he hits me up and says, I want a Fire Axe. I wait, want- wait, wait.
0: Did he order all this stuff before it hasn't showed up? Or like even though Correct. it hasn't showed up, he's still ordering stuff from you?
1: He's still ordering stuff.
0: Wow. It has, not,
1: it has not shown up at his house But it's house been, what, yet. a month?
0: Or not Close even? Two.
1: Not Close to. Not even. Close to, yeah, yeah. But okay. And then this weekend, he hits me up and says, I want a fire axe, and I want a double bit with an etch, and I want a single bit with an etch. So that that's what I'm working on today. And then out of, so I tag him in a photo or a story or whatever, and then he sends me a, a message, hey, is that Plum National or Plum uh, Champion Axe? available and i was like yeah it is the guy that was gonna buy it backed out on me and he was like i'll take that one too and i was like well you know you could substitute this one for the ovb that i'm doing because they're the same price and he's like no just add it on so the point of all this is i don't know how many axes three four five six seven eight eight or nine axes that i have to ship to australia and he's paid a couple, like $100 for this one, $100 for that one to ship, you know, and then at the very beginning, he was like, well, if I get these three, can you just put them all in one box? I was yeah. like, yeah, sure, but he kept fucking ordering more, so now yeah. i got this huge pile of axes that i got to ship to goddamn Australia, and I don't know how to do it.
0: <laughs> wow. That's that's kind of like a good problem to have, though. Well, yes, it is, and I, and I was
1: um, – I, I called my buddy the uh, well even today, um, J C Messer. We've talked about him before, and I yeah, was yeah, like, dude, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what is going on because the guy he hasn't even seen my work yet, and he just keeps ordering and ordering. It just I was like, I don't know if this guy's fucking laundering money through my goddamn business, uh, or I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be on the fucking hook for something. I, right. I it just I'm just confused. I'm very grateful. I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this dude has single handedly sustained vintage axe works through the freaking Corona crap.
0: Yeah. But no, I mean stuff takes a long time, man. Like I've sent a couple things over to uh, England and uh, Finland and, um, Oh, where was that? I sent something to Denmark not too long ago and they were almost a month getting their stuff. So it's not just, uh, I I think it's just the post postal service in general. It doesn't matter what country and everything's kind of screwy right now. So I don't um, know. I, I normally ship
1: internationally through USPS. I mean, they're, yeah. they're awesome. They're great. But now I don't know, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to build some big, massive thing? The post office isn't going to be able to do that. Should I well, put it on a pallet? You go Should through I contact? Uh, it?
0: So I was boxing up some of those vices. I was creating some of those vices up. Uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah. know, And they were 100-plus pounds. Some of them were. And okay. um, I would create those. And UPS told me that you can have... So you can build a box out of wood if mm-hmm. you want to transport something large and heavy. But there has to be cardboard on the outside is what they told me. Right. So I would build these crates for these vices and then just staple cardboard to the outside of them and ship them. And that's how I did it. I did it through UPS. So did so. I assume that you just I, put insurance what, what, on them and ship them.
1: Was it on a, did it, did you strap it down to a pallet or anything? Or no. Was just a uh-uh. crate?
0: It was literally a crate that I would cut uh, pieces of cardboard that matched the crate perfectly and just staple them right to the, right to the wood. Bam, 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 bam all the way around. Yeah. That is the dumbest thing ever. So. And it worked great. And I was uh, like, cause I went in there first with those wo- beautiful wooden crate. All got this vice in there strapped down real nice. And she's like, we can't do anything with that. I was like, what do you mean? She's like. Well, it has to have cardboard on it. It, has to, it looks like a box. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Otherwise, it goes under UPS Freight. And I was so like, they okay. told that's the
1: exact same thing that they told me whenever yeah. I took my little crate in there. Yeah. Um, whenever I was first starting to do this. And I was like, you know what? That's the dumbest fucking thing it I've is. ever heard. It is. And I went to my post office. And I've never shipped UPS or FedEx or anything. Just, Just through the normal postal service. And they're freaking awesome. They've been
0: good. I mean Yeah, I, UPS baby, just crate it up and put some cardboard on the outside. Bam, done. Put some insurance. You're putting insurance on all that shit, right? Yeah. Shipping insurance. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right on. That's not a bad problem to have, dude.
1: No, it's not. But... I know it
0: feels weird. I, I yeah. had a I those <laughs> guys listen to the podcast. I had a bundle up. Of, I had a customer of mine bundle up a bunch of shit that I was making, and I was like. This seems awful suspicious. You want everything that I've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> but hey man.
1: Dude, so I, I said that to him. I was I sent him a message last night. Yeah. I was like, what what the fuck are you doing with all these axes? And he was like, bro, I'm just collecting them. I love yeah. them. Yeah. Cool. And awesome. so I get so I like go out and I troll him and he, he's just a normal dude in Australia. But yeah. there are a couple of big name guys that also follow him. Yeah. Probably for the same reason. I bet this dude snatched up a bunch of knives and axes yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. From, from other makers and he's just Is, a he's just a wealthy collector. And thank goodness for him.
0: Isn't their dollar stronger than ours right now? I want to say that. I think that
1: uh yeah, I think so because the dude that I was going to sell that champion to, it was 500 bucks and a $100 for ship. He was like, that's going to be Close to a thousand dollars, uh, yeah. Um, for me, uh, right. Australia, Australian dollars is that what they call right. it down there? I don't
0: know what they, I don't know what, I they don't call know it. what the fuck they <laughs> <mean>. <laughs> Aussie dollars. <laughs> any, any Australian <laughs> listeners out there, what do you guys call your money? Because me and Roy are stupid, not educated, and we don't know what they call them, Australian, yeah. they're called down under dollars. <laughs> <laughs> <Down under>. <laughs> 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 um,
1: in the axe community there are a couple of guys down there that are on some, Badass. well they're just huge heavy hitter collectors and they oh, buy cool. ton, tons of stuff from the states and their collections are like retirement funds they awesome. they have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of freaking axes um, so I mean, just American. I mean, just anything. Anything from the states elsewhere, whether it's a post vice or a freaking yeah. axe, they're just they're more valuable. And whatever, I think, think, like, <laughs> I'll take it.
0: Fuck Hell yeah. Oh you know.
1: um, yeah. Whatever. All right. So what else? What else?
0: I don't want to talk about what else. We're gonna do a little. Uh, we're gonna little do a little radio tease, and we're gonna let it hang there. That oh, is hang on. a wrap. Oh, what? What? Oh, oh. You really?
1: I want to talk about my plane. I got a fucking planer. Hang on one second. All right, Don't it. wrap this up.
0: We're not. That is not a wrap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so this freaking parks planer that I got, it was it had the original freaking manual, it had the original um uh price sheet, every freaking thing to it. It was four hundred freaking dollars and a after a day of jacking around the fucking motor and the electrical bullshit stuff it's up and it's running and it it's like the fucking day that it rolled off the goddamn line like awesome like they, they do not make shit like this anymore so and for who makes Park,
0: that one it's parks Pardon. and is that, is that a relatively good woodworking brand i have no idea
1: yes okay and they made an identical model for Craftsman for years. They just put a different badge on it. Ah, and okay. It's freaking cast iron. It's got four four blades on the cutter head. What it's size got this, is it? It's a 12-inch. Oh, okay. Um, and it runs on 220 volts. Um, that's the problem that I had. I've got one fucking 220 outlet in the shop, and it's literally right behind me on my bench, so it's really inconvenient. And I don't want to fucking run conduit and fucking whatever i'm just i just don't want to but the reason that i got this a bunch of people were asking me so that's that's the reason why i wanted to talk about this um i want to do laminate blanks
0: um
1: Uh all these freaking axe throwing guys they like super freaking flashy and whatever whatever so i just I've, i've wanted to do laminate blanks for a long time and especially on smaller stuff 17 inches and lower. Um, I just think it would look really, really cool. And hell yeah. Now I've got the the machine to be able to fucking do it. And yesterday I went and picked up a shit ton of fucking hickory, and I did a story on it on my Instagram. I, got I saw that 135 board feet of this curly hickory. It is a pain in the dick to fucking work with. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's awful, and it just – it chips out. It pops off. Um, so normally a head takes me about 30 minutes to hang. Right. This shit – no, it takes me about 15 minutes to freaking hang. This stuff takes me 30 to 45 minutes just ah, to hang okay. hang one freaking head. It's exhausting. I was out here sweating my ass off freaking hanging three goddamn heads Is it, today.
0: <clears throat> Is it warm down there right now?
1: No. Like, it's really oh. it's really cold. Oh,
0: okay. It's
1: like, i said really cold it's like
0: i don't know the upper 40s or 50s or something yeah it's supposed to be 40 here tomorrow i was just curious because i know down in texas and florida and shit it's like already freaking yeah yeah swamp ass hot we'll be back that's a wrap on the axe and iron podcast